One of the most common and definitely one of the most contentious subjects that comes up all the time on social media and in discussions at dog shows and events is whether your veterinary team is a good source of nutrition information. I mean, really what I hear and read all the time is vets don't know anything about nutrition. There's a lot to unpack there and we're going to dive into that as well as the really challenging topic of whether veterinary clinics get kickbacks from nutrition companies and other companies. So let's start out with your veterinary team and their knowledge of nutrition. So when I hear somebody say vets don't know anything about nutrition, very often this is being extolled by someone who had the genuinely very unfortunate experience of working with a clinic who is just diametrically opposed to their nutritional philosophy and beliefs. So maybe this is somebody who feeds raw and their clinic is just vehemently against raw diets. So if this is the situation that you're in, honestly, you need to find a new clinic. I am absolutely not saying that if your clinic doesn't support raw, they're wrong. I'm just using raw as an example. I'm saying that you need to find the right fit with a practice. So if feeding raw is important to you, then you need to find a clinic who either supports that or at the very least doesn't oppose it. This is true with anything. If you feed a retail diet, find a practice who will respect that. If you want to feed a homemade diet, find a practice who will help you do that right. So find a practice that fits with your philosophy. We have an absolute wealth of options with veterinary practices across Canada. So you have the ability, the opportunity to find a practice whose philosophy and approach aligns with yours at the very least to the extent that you can work together peacefully without always feeling like you're coming back to the same argument again and again. It's tiring for you, it's tiring for your veterinary team, and it isn't helping anybody and most importantly is not helping the pet. And I think that's what's really important to remember here is that whether you agree or not, both sides of that exam room table want the same thing. They want this pet to be healthy, to be happy, to have a long, wonderful life. So find a place that you can start together, find some common ground and start working from there. Let's unpack a bit more what veterinary team members know or don't know about diet and nutrition. First, let's just put the first part of this to rest. They absolutely have a ton of nutrition-related education in school. Whether you're a veterinary technician or a veterinarian, you have learned about the fundamentals of nutrition, about the fundamental needs of dogs and cats, and how that works together. And yes, you will of course learn about specific diets because these are diets that can help in the medical management of your future patients. This is very important information. Now, another part of this that I hear a lot is that nutrition information is all coming from companies who make these diets. So that's a pretty sweeping generalization. Absolutely, your veterinary nutrition companies are providing some very valuable education to veterinarians, to veterinary technicians in school, and for that matter, out of school in continuing education. 
I spent 18 years working in the pet food industry, primarily with veterinary nutrition companies. So I'm absolutely speaking from firsthand knowledge here. There are a couple of really important points to remember that when information is provided from a company, there is not necessarily an inherent bias. First of all, the people who join these companies are doing so because they are absolutely passionate about caring for pets, about making a difference in pets' lives, and how nutrition can play a role in having pets lead their best life. When you're giving a presentation at a veterinary school or a veterinary technology school, it needs to be nutrition-focused, not diet-focused. It cannot be biased. It is reviewed before you go in and give that presentation. And these companies have an absolute wealth of information, expertise, and knowledge from their own team members. They have nutritionists, they have internists, they have veterinarians who bring a ton of knowledge to the table from their own research and development, from their own clinical trials. They have great, valuable information to share. And yes, they also make diets. And yes, of course, they also profit from those diets. They are a business. But that does not mean that the information coming from these companies isn't valuable and isn't applicable to pets outside of whether or not they are eating this specific diet. So very good information. If you've got a company coming in and talking about weight loss diets, they are going to talk about different approaches. They'll talk about high protein diets, they'll talk about high fiber diets, and they will use diet examples and they will use examples across a range of companies that absolutely isn't their chance to talk about why you should be using diet X. Carrying on after graduation, these same companies invest significant resources in continuing education because that is for the betterment of the entire industry and for the care of that pet. So you have your veterinarians and your veterinary team members pursuing continuing education online, pursuing it in person at events and conferences, learning from some of the absolute top names in the field who may be working with a veterinary company, who may be sponsored by them, but they are still bringing top knowledge, the newest clinical research and information. This is all valuable. And I really encourage you to check out some of these resources. Some are available online. Sometimes you can join one of the presentations that's happening live and you will see firsthand that sure, there are diet examples, but what you're actually learning is the fundamental science of nutrition and this is valuable for everyone. A pretty big elephant in the room when we're talking about veterinary nutrition is whether kickbacks happen. Are companies giving rebates, rewards to clinics? Simple answer is sometimes. There are practices that have rebate and reward programs. There are companies that run rebate and reward programs. So yeah, it exists, but we need to dig a little bit deeper to really understand what impact that has or doesn't have on the individual recommendation being made for your pet. First, let's not kid ourselves. A grocery diet company would be extremely eager to write your vet a much bigger check if they were willing to push their diet. So this isn't what is driving your veterinary team's choices. Also, if there is a rebate, it's going to the practice owner. 
who may or may not be somebody you ever see actively in practice and almost never associated with the person you're actually speaking to. The veterinary technicians across Canada do do heaps of nutritional recommendation and nutritional consultation. They have a ton of knowledge because they've really pursued this on their own. And they're absolutely not benefiting from any sort of reward or rebate program. So it's not driving their recommendation. It is not driving which diets are on those shelves. It is not driving what choices are being made for the individual pet and most clinics are not benefiting from a rebate or reward program. So really is not something that's driving bias in the industry. So why do veterinary team members recommend the diets on their shelves? Well, first, because they know them inside and out. If you have a dog with pancreatitis, you need to feed a low fat diet. Your veterinary team knows which options they have that are low fat and which are appropriate for truly fat intolerant conditions because some pets with pancreatitis need low fat, some need an ultra low fat, they are actually fat intolerant. So they can choose the right diet based on this medical crisis and concern, but they'll also choose that diet based on any other medical conditions your dog has and their own preferences. So we're gonna choose this diet because Muffy needs a wet food to take her pills in and this diet has a canned version. So they are recommending the diets that they know inside and out because that is what can help with the medical management of your pet's condition. They also are recommending diets that they know will be consistent. So carrying on with that low fat example, if you have a fat intolerant pet, you have a miniature schnauz who has hyperlipidemia and you need a strictly low fat diet, you need a diet that isn't going to have varying levels of fat. You need to know that you're feeding a diet that's consistently low fat and that's where your veterinary diets and their testing that is done post-production finished product analyses so you can have that confidence in the consistency. They're choosing diets where they have first-hand knowledge of their quality assurance and quality control. A lot can go wrong when you're manufacturing anything, people food, pet food, anything. So these companies have very clear quality assurance and quality control procedures that your veterinary team is familiar with so they know they can feel good about the safety of the product. Your veterinary team has spent time doing first-hand review of their published clinical trials, of their white papers, of their case studies, so they understand how these diets work, where they can help, where they can be used. They're also choosing diets where they have a good connection with the company. This is super important if they have a great representative, they know they can have their questions answered, they can have a nutritional consult done with an expert, with an internist, with a nutritionist, whomever they need. So when your complex pet with three different challenging conditions comes in, they can still find something that will help. So this is is key when they're making diet recommendations is knowing that they can go to the company and get the precise information they need. The other thing that I hear, fortunately less frequently, but regularly enough that I think we need to address it, is that vets are going to feed these veterinary diets that people have this perception are not good quality diets because they want your pet to be sick. So obviously this is bonkers. 
veterinarians and, and veterinary technicians and veterinary team members don't spend all of this time in school to come out with a crushing debt load to make a really mediocre wage just because they, they want to perpetuate sick pets. They get into veterinary medicine because they're engaged, dedicated, compassionate, loving, caring people who are willing to take on the debt load, who are willing to accept the mediocre wage, who are willing to work the long hours, long days, who are willing to be told that they're, they're crooks and they are profiting from making recommendations. And they're willing to take on all of this awfulness because they just desperately, desperately want to help your pet. So hopefully we can really firmly set that one aside. So does your veterinary team know anything about nutrition? Absolutely yes. So spend the time in finding a team that you can work with, that you can discuss things with, that you can learn from, and they'll be open to hearing your experience and your knowledge and your expertise, and you can have a fruitful conversation and collaboration so that ultimately, the one that really matters in this, your pet, is getting everything they need. Thanks for joining me.